It's good to be back from the Christmas holidays, and I will begin my 11th year on television with a view that picks up where I left off, which was the disgusting anti-Semitic protests on college campuses across this country, which laid bare the intellectual rot by the tenured radical professors and their brethren in DEI departments that are on a mission to erase and cancel most of Western civilization's history. I have always thought that DEI, you know, diversity, equity, and inclusion, you know the real translation for me though is not that. It's division, exclusion, and indoctrination would eventually consume itself in its lies, required conformity, double standards, and hypocrisy. But I did not dare to think that the disease of wokeness, which is embodied by DEI departments, would become terminal so quickly. But then, the vermin Hamas terrorists attacked Israel. And like a nuclear fission chain reaction, it laid bare what can only be described as evil on our campuses. College students by the thousands calling for the genocide of Jews in Israel because they were oppressors, which inevitably led to assault and bullying of Jewish students who became fearful to even leave their dormitories or attend class. What a sight to then witness several university presidents call before an investigative committee of Congress to explain how this could happen. We all witnessed the presidents of Harvard, the University of Pennsylvania, and MIT self-immolate, along with their like across elite academia. The same presidents, along with their DEI mystery and partners, that canceled students, kicked speakers off campuses, allowed student mobs to verbally assault almost any unwoke point of view because they might produce trigger warnings or microaggressions, got tenured faculty fired for insensitivity, they created a culture of conformity where the First Amendment was vaporized. Now, these administrators saw the light. The First Amendment does matter now, apparently. So when student mobs harassed and bullied their Jewish classmates, these college presidents talked about context. Because remember, these miscreants have First Amendment rights, the same rights that weren't allowed on campus for 10 years. If what was occurring was not tragic and evil, it would be laughable because of the intellectual hypocrisy. When United States Congresswoman Elise Stefanik asked whether calling for the genocide of Jews would violate school policies, the college presidents answered, quote, it depends, or, quote, context matters. I will conclude with an editorial from New York Times columnist David French, which was published in the New York Times entitled, Censorship Can Help university presidents. Begin quote, censorship helped put these presidents in their predicaments, and censorship will not help them escape. How can context matter in that context? If that's not harassment and bullying, then what is? Question mark. The thing that struck me about the president's answers wasn't their legal insufficiency, but rather their stunning hypocrisy. And it's that hypocrisy not the president's understanding of the law that has created a campus crisis. If Harvard, MIT, and Penn had chosen to model their policies after the First Amendment, many of the president's controversial answers would be largely correct when it comes to prohibiting speech, even the most vile forms of speech. Context matters. 
To quote the presidents back to themselves, context matters. For decades now, we've watched as campus administrators have constructed a comprehensive web of policies and practices intended to suppress so-called hate speech and to support students who find themselves distressed by speech they find offensive. The result has been a network of speech codes, bias response teams, safe spaces, and glossaries of microaggressions that are all designed to protect students from alleged emotional harm. In other words, forced conformity in line with woke ideals. But not all students. When, as a a student at Harvard Law School, I was booed and hissed and told to go die for articulating pro-life or other conservative views, exactly zero administrators cared about my feelings. The rule cannot be that Jews must endure free speech at its most painful, while favored campus constituencies enjoy the warmth of college administrators and the protection of campus speech codes. Universities must absorb fundamental truth that the best answer to bad speech is better speech, not censorship. Confronting hatred with courageous speech is far better than confronting hatred with censorship. But do not protect students from speech, as they have been doing for certain oppressed identity groups. Let them grow up and engage with even the most vile of ideas. The answer to campus hypocrisy isn't more censorship. It's more liberty. Without that liberty, the the hypocrisy will reign for decades more. End quote. David French's editorial was spot on and has been my point exactly. The biggest issue today going on at college campus protests is the double standard. We cannot say now that the First Amendment protects vile speech, like pro-Hamas support for the genocide of Jews, when for the last 10 years any speech that didn't fit the woke narrative and DEI agendas were canceled. Like New York Times columnist David French wanting to articulate a pro-life position or any other conservative viewpoint, for example.